Welcome to Nice Minds, everybody. I'm your host, Brandon McCollum, also known as BMC. If you're a hip-hop head like I am, and you frequented shows in the Twin Cities hip-hop scene in the last 15 years, you've heard of my guest. His name is Chance York. He's been in the bands Parallax as well as Crunchy Kids, and he's also a really dope solo artist. He's one of my favorite rappers in the local scene, and actually my favorite rappers in general. He started his own brand called Chance Connected Wellness Coaching. He's gotten really into yoga and meditation in the last couple years, and he decided to start this to help people do the same and basically just get their mind and body right. And he does these one-hour-long breakthrough calls, and I thought it would be perfect to do one of his calls for my podcast. So this next episode, you'll basically be hearing what he does with Chance Wellness Coaching and about the services he provides. Check it out. What's good, homie? Yo, dude, today was crazy. This is my sixth coaching call of the day, and I did two site visits to, uh, to teach, teach little kids mindfulness and meditation. Oh, damn. That's what's up. That's crazy. Yeah, it's hectic. And, and then on the way home, I had to stop at Target for a pickup order for wifey. And during that, I was conversing with my, with my friend from the Dominican that lives down there who's struggling and we're plotting on Plotting on maybe buying him a boat to start a business. Hopefully, hopefully it works out. Yeah, because I'm not balling that hard. Not balling that hard, but I'm going to try to make it happen. <laughs> try to contribute for what I can to make it happen. Hell yeah. Dude, what's good, bro? We haven't, we haven't had a conversation very long in a long time. Yeah, it's been at least like a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, probably at a show. I think we ran into each other at Honey. Rest in peace, honey. Oh, dude. This year has been brutal with that stuff, with all the venues shutting down and just, it's just been a struggle for artists, man. And the radio, uh, Go95 shut down, fucking everything. It's just insane. Really is, bro. It's, uh, you know, and it's just, I'm not even like, uh, I'm not even that phased by it. Understanding that, things come and things go and they reform optimistically as better things. So like, you know, as long as the people that were involved in making those institutions, what they are, yep, um, they can be reformed and reformatted better. It sucks at the moment, but overall yep. all those people are good at what they did to gain valuable experience. And yeah, no. but overall I feel like, as, as long as everyone's healthy, everyone that's that's a good thing because we all grow from our experiences and nothing really nothing's really meant to last. This year is definitely like some sort of turning point for everybody, especially like in the music scene and stuff. I feel like after this year, it's going to be up to a lot of us to just kind of rewrite the rules and make new, create new opportunities, create you know just new things in general, and that's that's a big reason why I'm doing this podcast. Uh, cause I kind of, I shut down the label. I actually recently, like a month and a half ago, cause I, I was, um, just kind of spinning my wheels with it. I had like eight people involved and it, uh, it was just creating more stress than it was happiness for me. 
Um, as much as I, I love everybody that was involved, I mean, it's, it's no, you know, there's no bad blood with any of them, but it was just a matter of like, even trying to put together a, a cypher track was just stressing me out. You know, mm-hmm. just, just a track where we were all, we were all going to get down and we were all going to throw down verses. And I just, I found myself in the group chat and it was like one thirty in the morning and my group chat is just going nuts. And I'm like, how do I keep this label of flow? How do I keep it organized right now? Like I just, I just kind of, I was like, I gotta, I gotta fold it for now and I gotta do my own thing. And so I decided to start this podcast and have conversations with, you know, even, even my old label mates and stuff like that. And just people like you and try to learn from each other and try to build and, um, you know, talk about our struggles, talk about our anxieties, different things like that. So um, with what you do, I thought that it would be perfect to get you, you know, get you on a chat or whatever. Um, how long have you been doing the Chance Connected Wellness Coaching? So I, uh, I've been, I started uh, coaching or offering that as a possibility. You know, I'm, I'm, um, I was teaching yoga. I came come from a background of both making music and um, education and, yep. and social work, more or less. So I guess the origins of me coaching um started you know probably probably like eight nine years ago when i was uh in social work and i was a job coach for adults with special needs so i would teach people um you know how to go about finding employment how to search for a job how to maintain employment how to communicate with uh, managers because there's just a lot of uh there's a lot of real nuanced type of stuff when it comes to holding employment that sometimes is, is lost um, with people with different special needs, you know, like um, yeah. the autism spectrum or, you know, various, various degrees of independence, but still need just kind of that bridge. Um, so I was, I was working in that, which kind of evolved into me working with uh, independent living skills as well. So people that were living on their own, but still needed, um, kind of just guidance on like, you need to sort your mail and throw away the stuff you need to, you know, it's just, just like basic, basic stuff, um, how to live on your own. Right. And yep. what I realized was like, I need, I need help with this shit. <laughs> you know, like right. I could really, I could really benefit from a coach helping me get my life together. Cause I'm sitting here going through somebody else's mail when I know my mail is, uh, is, is piling up or whatever my my desk is cluttered or whatever so um i started recognizing that i really appreciated that um i really enjoyed doing that work it's very natural for me um and uh really rewarding but i also realized there's a huge need for it in this in this day and age um but you know flash forward I, i left that job i was in grad school getting my master's in teaching and i was also a musician that was you know, fairly, fairly popping at the nope. time. Crunchy kids, crunchy kids was new. We were, uh, you know, like a new hot thing. We we're getting all these different opportunities. And around that time, uh, um, Eric Mason was playing in Toki Wright's band. And I was uh, along with them riding along on tour with atmosphere. I'm in grad school and I'm working full time and I had two kids in diapers. And it was basically like my breaking point where I was like, I can't do all this shit anymore. Like I never, I'd never been burnt out in my life. I was probably 30 years old. I'd always been able to do everything that I ever set out to do. And I was always, 
able to just muster the energy and shit, but I was drained. I was hitting the wall. I couldn't do anymore. Not only was I uncertain of what I wanted to do, but I was feeling very unhealthy and like insecure in my health. Um, I knew I was just making bad lifestyle decisions and had these young kids and I wasn't getting a lot of sleep and all this stuff led me to, um, basically like a nervous breakdown type of, you know, re like midlife crisis type of something where I was like, I don't find satisfaction in anything right now. Music doesn't make me satisfied. Uh, drugs aren't making me satisfied. Partying, all that shit was just not doing it for me anymore. And, um, and then I was like really distraught about the, uh, the political stuff going on. This was 2016. So it was like mm-hmm. the, the Trump, the rise of Trump. Yep. And it was also the summer Philando was killed. And um, all this stuff had, uh, had come kind of synchronistically into, um, you know, pairing my depression and my uh, reawakening. Like I was, I was at such a low that I um, rediscovered yoga, which had always been kind of a kind of in the background of my life. I'd known about it, and um, I was I I was so depressed. And I found this book on my sh- like this book that had been on my bookshelf. My kids had just taken it out playing, and then it was just sitting on my table. I was like, "What the hell is this book?" It was some book that I bought for like a dollar at Goodwill, and I picked it up and like read the back of it. It's like for all the uncertainty and for uh, to get your life in alignment and all this stuff i was like damn i'm like where did this come from i'm like i'm gonna read this so i read like the first chapter and realized it was a yoga book and i was like oh yeah yoga that that's the shit and there was a guided meditation in it and i did that meditation and it was the first time i felt like alive in in like months i'm sitting there thinking like you know, what is it that I want? Um, Like, you know, I want a new, I want like another job or something that I can do for a livelihood. I want to find a reason to like do more stuff like this, like meditation and yoga. And and I was just like kind of listing the stuff that I wanted to do. And literally like it was the, it was the week of, uh, it was the week of um, Philando Castile. Um, Me and Eric Mason's band played the, uh, uh, Basilica Black Party and there's protests and stuff and me and V Boheme she's a, she was a singer in that band as well um, her I and Dem Atlas were all sitting like after the show eating um, and she, we're all pretty depressed you know like we're tired Philando had just gotten killed and everybody was pretty torn but I was in a, my own personal microcosm of like pulling myself out of a hole already and um, she was like, you got to meet my teacher. And I knew she was into yoga and stuff. I was like, cool, let's meet this guy. And uh, this guy, Matthew Portwood, um, was the first time I met him. And we just hung out for like four hours, like all through the night, you know, and me, him, um, V and, and Dem Atlas, we were all just sitting talking life and stuff. I'm like, this dude has got some gems as far as like knowledge and this guy's doing motherfucking handstand push-ups. Like he's like older than me. Dude went to South High. Him and Big Zach graduated together, and they're fr- and I was like, "Yo, Big Zach is like my mentor," you know. Yeah. Like, um, so I'm like, "You guys, I'm like, that's crazy. You guys went to high school together. Like, you're super wise too. You're fucking doing physical stuff that like I can't even fathom." Um, and he's like, "You should be teaching yoga," and everything like clicked. I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "That." 
I'm like, how come no one ever told me I could do that? Like, how, right. how come that never clicked? Where I'm like saying, like, I want a new job and I want a reason to do more yoga and, and stuff like this. So that was like as on time as could have been. So I, uh, you know, I took him up on it. He was the owner of a, of a studio called Radiant Life in Uptown. The, it was the weekend after Marcus from Crunchy Kid's wedding. You know, we partied dumb hard um on that and that party and then the following tuesday um you know me and my girl uh we like you know um were like fighting a lot we always had like a really like not like pretty toxic relationship especially at that time um so we were fighting and i like stormed out of the house it was a tuesday night and i was i just like stormed out didn't have any place to go just started driving i'm like f this i'm not staying home blah 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 and that's when I realized, I'm like, tonight's the first night of yoga teacher training where I was still only like halfway in. I didn't have, like, I didn't have, you know, I didn't think I was going to do it, but I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to go to this because I happened to be leaving the house with nowhere to go exactly at the right time. So I pulled up there and met Jaina. Um, I walked up. She just, she, I never met her. She walked in, just grabbed me in her arms and like hugged me. She's like, I'm so happy you're here. And I was like, fuck me too. <laughs> and um, yeah, after the first day I was like, I'm in the right place. I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a yoga teacher. Um, so I finished this program, basically the weekend that I finished the program and became a certified teacher. I made a Facebook post, like anybody want to learn yoga? I got this, I had a I had a band practice space that was attached to a gymnasium, so I'm like, hey, go come on over, you know, I'm teaching yoga, you know, pay what you want, whatever, and like 30 people showed up, and I was like, whoa, I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, and basically that was that was a wrap. Like I've been teaching yoga ever since. It's definitely like my most natural state of being. Taught thousands of people yoga probably taught hundreds of people their first yoga class ever because um you know people don't necessarily um identify with yoga but they would do it because they identified as someone that they that trusted me you know so like right. that was i recognized my role as uh someone that could bring yoga to a, a wider crowd a wider audience um then i got hired by a charter school um in north minneapolis to bring um, you know, mindfulness into their curriculum, um, you know, meditation and yoga and stuff. And when I got the call, I had, I had been following what they were doing in Baltimore, replacing like in-school suspension and detention and stuff with meditation. So when kids got in trouble, they got brought to a mindfulness teacher that brought them into their bodies. And, and I was like, uh, are you interested in this? And they're like, yes. So I wrote a program. I created a program for a charter school um, to do that. And it was, uh, it was really, um, pretty opening and like needed and really, um, kind of helped me step into my understanding of, of my role and the need out there. And then through me entering that, then we launched a new initiative to bring mindfulness into, um, their, their community learning programs, like their day camps and their stuff like that. So I get to work with all these different kids all around the metro. Like I go to Midway, I'll go um, north, north side, I'll, I'll go, uh, you know, Eden Prairie, uh, Minnetonka Heights. There's housing out there. So I'm all around teaching, teaching those kids, and that's like, you know, 
more or less like my day job. Like that's what I, that's like one of my, one of my favorite things to do. That's a huge reason why I wanted to do this podcast. So I knew that talking to you would be, would be perfect for this because I feel like you're the embodiment of what I'm trying to get to um, as far as like um, helping others and stuff like that. It's all about meeting people where they're at because it's really easy to get intimidated. That's why most people don't do yoga. Nobody's trying to like show up at a yoga studio where people are bending themselves into pretzels and like, you're like, Oh no, like I can't do that. So um, it's about meeting people where they're at feeling comfortable with like, Hey, if you're at, you know, step one, then you're probably not going to be able to touch your toes. If you're, if you're at step one, then you're probably not going to be able to know how to make yourself a healthy meal. If you're at step one, you might not know anything about productivity or your anxiety or the way that you feel or your energy. So being able to meet people wherever they're at is a gift that I got. Uh, maybe, maybe I naturally had, but a gift that I was able to craft in grad school, understanding how to scaffold how to, how to meet someone where they're at and bring them to where they want to be. That's awesome. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought about the fact that you're teaching kids that, and I n- never even really considered how important it would be to, to teach kids yoga and, you know, mindfulness and stuff, because you could literally save them so much trouble and, um, you know, anxiety depression later on i mean like you're helping them for the rest of their lives and so that's that's huge i wish i would have had that growing up me too that's why i do it yeah i I mean that's really the the whole thing Uh, that's a kind of a key theme that i teach people you know think about what you need to hear today and say it to somebody because somebody else probably needs to hear it like think about what you need and become that you know what i'm saying like that that's the uh you know, be the change you want to see is kind of kind of what I thought. I I was a I was a troubled kid in school. I was uh, you know I wasn't challenged, so I made challenges. I challenged others. You know what I mean? Like yep. I was I got myself in all types of trouble because I was bored. Um, and I was actually lucky enough to find yoga by the time I was like eighteen because I bought yoga for dummies because I heard yoga made you good in bed. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to learn this shit. So I bought yoga oh, yeah. for dummies off, off of some like dumb teenage for a dumb, like, you know, for just like a basic teenage reason, yep. but recognizing like, this makes me feel different. This is pretty rad. And even though I found it at that point in my life, it was forgotten. You know, it, it didn't, it didn't take hold or it didn't take structure or was left behind either unconsciously or just routinely. It was left behind and I had to rediscover it in my thirties you know, to, to be like, Oh, this is what, this is what I've been missing. But at the same time, I totally agree. The sooner you introduce it to someone, the sooner they can recognize what it is, the less intimidated they feel by it. And, um, the easier they can identify with it. It's like, Oh yeah, I do yoga. I know about yoga, you know, like I can do that. And that's really all. That's the only shift that people need to make is yoga. Isn't for, uh, you know, yoga as a broader thing, um, which I can get into later, isn't just for, you know, skinny suburban white women. It's for everybody. It's the art yeah. of life. It's like basically the user manual for this, you know, mind, body, spirit entity that we're driving around with no user manual. It's like, that's how you get to know how, how your body works, how your mind works, how, uh, 
you know, how, how your soul, how your spirit, how your dreams become real tangible manifestations through the art of your body, you know, like your body is the thing that's here to make your dreams come to life. Yep. And um, I think that's what everyone, I think that's what the world in general needs more than ever is for everybody to become a little bit more um, radically responsible. You know? Exactly. Yeah. I want, well, with this podcast in particular, I, you know, I plan on talking to want- creatives um, so anybody that's, you know, like a, an artist, a rapper, uh, whatever. Um, and especially people who haven't quite found success or found their voice in that and found where they fit into that, but are, you know, super talented, just don't know how to break through those mental barriers. So that's, that's why I want to do this is to help others, um, realize their potential and, you know, just find themselves through their artistry and stuff like that like that yeah man we're you're like you like you're saying you're, you're doing the exact same thing that i am doing through the same through a through a different format but like you right. know um interviews and and whatnot but it's really the same thing you want to help people discover their true potential particularly creatives um mm-hmm. and when you said haven't found success in doing that as i i perceived it as like not just like monetary success, like they're not right. famous, but basically the um, happiness. Yeah, satisfaction. Satisfaction. satisfaction from doing it. And you, you really put it well is like realizing who they are, where they fit in, yep. into both being creative and into this world. People find their place. Absolutely. Um, I've never been able to master my anxiety. So my anxiety, especially socially, um, I mean, when I actually get into social situations, it's fine. Like I'm fine talking one on one with, but it's it's the it's the leading up to that, um, and it's also like in a in a group setting. Um, if I'm if I'm not if I have if I'm not like three drinks deep, uh, it, it's hard for me in like group settings and stuff like that. Uh, so that's why this podcast and the social distance part of it is perfect for me. Because um, there's not that having oh, having to overthink things while I'm driving somewhere, you know, and you know, parking and like all that stuff, and you know, everything that goes along with that, and then overthinking um, just every little thing. So my mind, I'm constantly just overthinking, and a lot of times I'm not thinking about necessarily the right things. It's it's like all the like I don't. Um, it's like like you said, it's mindfulness. Like I, I can't stop my brain from having all these pointless random thoughts popping in all the time yeah man i mean i what you are what you're describing is um you know kind of a maybe a a little bit more extreme or noticeable um expression of what we're all kind of going through which is an inability to focus our thoughts our thoughts are coming all the time and going all the time and causing you to feel certain ways that can be limiting. Um, because, you know, like you said, overthinking leads to you feeling a certain way, which leads to you acting or inacting, not like, you know, not being active toward what your actual goal is. This world is a, like an amplified version of all of our impulses being blasted in our face yep. over and over and over again from every direction. So we're hyper stimulated in the mind. Yeah. Every fucking screen you look at, 
every and there's screens everywhere, yep. anywhere you go. Um, there's just media popping in your face all the time. Buy this, eat this, drink this, lose this, blah, blah, blah. All the time. So our mind is like bing, 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 bing. And it all feels good. Right. You know, it, uh, it's all it's all creating this dopamine. The sounds, the colors, the beauty of it, the babes, the fucking, you know, like the porn. It's like all the shit is like boom, 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 instant, instant gratification. So our mind is addicted to dopamine. It feels like if we're not doing something, if we're not looking at something that's hyper stimulating, that there's some type of deficit. Like we can't like being like being just sitting still in all the in like, you know, with ourselves quietly chilling and just observing it it seems like there's no joy to be found there it seems dull it seems like boring and we're addicted to our mind going bing 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 and we're just following it around like a fucking uh, a casino floor we're just like following around the the fucking chimes yeah. and um so that's our default state. That's where we're at on autopilot. That's where we're, that's, that's our starting place. Those are all natural responses that, that um, are associated with like survival, which they don't need to be linked that way. It's just that, that these associations are so hardwired and they're not even examined or they're not even put on trial. So we're kind of like living like our, like if we fucking say something wrong in a social setting, or if we wear the wrong outfit, or if we have some misshaped social interaction, then we're going to get exiled from from the tribe and ultimately die. Because that's like that. That's like our survival is linked to this uh, this like uh, you know social this, this social structure where you want to be in your tribe, you want to have status in your tribe, and you don't want to get kicked out of your tribe. So we associate any type of social interaction is it like life or death. So you're getting, you're getting like an adrenaline rush. Like you might die if some shit goes wrong, which yep. is bullshit. You know, right. it's like, it's not true. You might know it's not true, but your body's still going through the motions because it has a thousand times. Yep. How, how do you go about changing it? Well, it's, it's a combination of becoming less addicted to the stimuli or removing the amount of it that you take in mastering your mind-body relationship takes practice. It's not easy. People are like, yeah, I tried meditating. It's not, it's not for me, man. It's like, not good at it. It's like, duh, you're not good at it. Nobody's good at some shit they haven't practiced, especially when the way that they've been living, it makes it like excruciating to fucking sit still and not go through the routine, like, ah, the ups and downs of like following around every thought and feeling. But it's hard to stick to any routine. That's where coaches yeah, that's, come in. Yeah, you know, like, that's, that's my thing. Stuff. My thing is, um, I've read um, like a meditation book before, and I've I've done it. Um, I mean, I've gotten into the routines several times, but I always fall out of the routine. But it, my problem, and I don't know why, I always get into these you know routines, and I, I keep it up for a while, you know, like. I, but then something derails me, and I don't know. I don't know. I can't quite figure out what that is that it sets me off course. You know, I don't mean, Maybe it's just like sometimes I'll have a stressful week or something, or, you know, my anxiety will hit and, or something like something will derail me every time. Yeah. So like what I was, what I was going to say is like, even the way that you frame it, you know, like, I don't know what my problem is, or I don't know what's wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. That's completely normal. You know yep. what I'm saying? So like 
instead of adhering to the idea that like something is wrong that you can't stay on stay on a um, routine there's nothing abnormal about that that's completely normal yeah so reframe it right now is just saying i'm off and it's yeah. all it takes is coming back this is the same with meditation it's not like oh fuck now i'm following my mind now i'm now i'm like off in my thoughts that's okay noticing that you're off in your thoughts is an invitation back to center it's just continuously coming back. Oh, I'm off. I'm on. I'm off. I'm on. That yeah. can go on. That can that can take a very long time before on is just happening more often than off. Yeah. I invite you to reframe that there's nothing wrong with with falling off the course. That's plan. They're like planned for that. You know, like that's human. It's like we can be having a great day. Boom, we get a, a a text that pisses us off, or we read a fucking facebook post that makes us upset and it ruins our whole fucking day you know what i mean yep. it doesn't have to that's right. reactionary that's that's reactionary that is that is switching on to survival mode where it's like oh something is wrong this is way wrong and then everything else goes out the window but that's how easily and how routinely we self-sabotage by one thing being out of place we can't even see how everything else is still in place yeah you know what I mean? So, I mean, that's another role of a coach is just the perspective of being, it's like, yeah, it's easy to be like, everything's going wrong. Oh, what was me? Oh, I'm such a fuck up. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And go into our familiar and, and then a reminder that like, yeah, what you're talking about is like this much of your entire life, but that's all you're looking at. You right. Know? Like that's all you can see because you routinely are just going to the problem. You just want to see the problem and you want to see the problem as like this big deal yep. instead of just being like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm off my routine. Cool. Let me get back onto my routine. So like, I mean, that's, it's perspective that it's hard to see, you know, it's like, ta it's trying to tell somebody going through a breakup that you're going to be all right. You know, like, right. It's okay. It's good to have people that can give you that, positive feedback you know yep. like that that's what is one of my gifts you know like i love being this because it's naturally me i have shitty days you know what i'm saying like i'm still learning i'm still applying every all the advice that i give to other people there's nothing like superhuman about me like i'm right. as special as everyone else it doesn't really matter what your goal is the course is designed to help you understand how your mind and body works, how to change your relationship with your life. So whatever you want, you recognize as just a series of steps rather than something that's like, that's not me or like, I'll never be that or whatever. It's like, no, anything you want is something you have to build. Whoever you want to be is a personality you have to build. Yep. You know what I'm saying? When somebody says I'm working on myself, what does that mean to you? To me, it actually means something like you're building your personality. You're, you're identifying what's important to you. You're, uh, you're creating habits that will make it easy to model the behaviors that are important to you to feel the way that you want to do, to do the things that you want to do, you know? And then over time that like, that just becomes either you're on it or off it. And like life happens, fucking, you know, people die, you lose jobs, shit happens in life. So, recognizing that it's inevitable that shit is going to happen when that shit happens it might knock you off your path but the the training the tools is to bring you back to it and recognize that it's okay to be off your path because sometimes shit is heavy 
And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you that like, oh, I fell off my habits because some serious shit happened. Serious shit happens. It's okay to fall off or to, you know, so uh, just a simple, simple example, like a whole bunch of, I have like a kid on the way and I have like a bunch of like stuff that at one point in my life would have made me very upset, like stressed out. Like, how am I going to pay for this? How blah, blah, blah. But like after, like, since I've done all this work, I recognize that it's all a blessing. So where, you know, yesterday I was doing like a thousand things. I was like, I I got on the phone calls and blah, blah, blah. So like one way of looking at it is like, I have to make this phone call. I have to work all day. I have to work like a 10 hour day. I have to go to the grocery store. Oh, this grocery store didn't have what I wanted. I have to go to another one. And instead of saying, I have to, I have to, I have to, just changing it to, I get to, I get to, I get to. I get to do this. I get to do this. I get to do this. Cause then it's just reframing everything that I'm bitching about is actually a blessing. I love my job. So I get to work all these hours. I live in a first world country with motherfucking groceries on the shelf. I get to go to this grocery store. I get to go to another grocery store. It's like, and it's the simple things of just the way that we view our lives that um, ultimately change us from change the way that we tell the story of what we're perceiving, of what we believe, it changes from victim of circumstance, which we all kind of start at, to creator of our circumstance, or or at least fucking blessed, you know, like we're lucky as shit. So just switching, switching that from victim of circumstance to the creator of your experience is ultimately what I teach people how to do, which means anyone can benefit from it if they're ready to work. Yeah, listening to everything that you're saying, I really realized that's kind of what I've been doing this year. I've gotten a lot better with a, a lot of that stuff and it kind of reaffirmed that for me um that you know like, like you're saying like I'm going to have my off times. I'm going to I'm going to fall off, but just got to get right back on cuz you know as far as like eating better, you know I lost 30 pounds between 2018 and um and I think last year. Uh, so like as far as that goes and my exercise and all that stuff, like lately I've been like, oh, I haven't been exercising lately. The gyms are closed. I don't want to go outside cause you know, it's cold out and all this stuff. And I'm like making all those excuses, but I, then I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Like I know that I can, there's exercises I can do at home and you know, I can get right back on. I was literally like just thinking about that right before this call. I, I really want to get better with the yoga and the meditation though. That's that's a big goal of mine. So, um, tuning into all your stuff, your, uh, yoga stuff and your meditation stuff has been really dope, especially the last few weeks. I love the live at five you've been doing on Fridays. Super sick. Dude. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in, man. I mean, that's, that's why I'm doing it. What I try to teach people is that it is a relationship with yourself. You don't need a fucking gym. You don't need a teacher. You don't need YouTube. You don't need an internet connection. It's just you and the ground. Just understand a handful of like poses and a handful of ways of breathing. And that's all you need to drastically change your relationship with yourself. So I feel like it's not only empowering, but like people really need it. And um, ultimately it can change your life. And it's like the most evidence-based approach to changing who you are. You know, if the last 5,000 years of it being like valued the way it is, isn't enough, um, isn't enough evidence. I mean, there's no, there's really no older practice of, of health care 
You know, like you said, like beating yourself up, we all are doing that, like way yeah. the fuck too much, like in a, at a really unhealthy rate of like, you know, we're our worst enemies. And, and um, being able to undo that is like invaluable because you not, you not only get to benefit from it, but everyone around you gets to benefit from it because you are now an example of someone that is compassionate with yourself and others. That is that is like a, a walking beacon of hope and inspiration and stuff like kind of like you said about me. Like I said, there's nothing special about me. I just do this shit and I have pl- I have clarity about like the stuff I'm still working on. But I just do the work. You know what I'm right. saying? Like I show up, and I do it. I keep doing it. I'm not like I don't think like, oh, I reached a whatever. You don't have to be perfect to inspire others. You just have to keep your feet moving on that path and your journey alone will inspire others to start their journey. You know, with uh, everything that I've done with Nice Entertainment, you know, even from, uh, you know, four or five years ago, I would have all these people hitting me up, you know, just like wanted to be a part of it and stuff like that. And, um, or saying that I inspired them and still people tell me like I inspired them. And for the longest time I was like, why? I'm not shit. Like I'm not doing anything like, you know, I'm just doing this and that. And lately I'm like, I'm like, no, I, I've been working my ass off for years at what I'm doing. You know, like there, there's a reason why, you know, people, that's what people admire. They, they admire the work ethic. They admire that, you know, I try to, you know, spread positivity into the world. That's what people admire. You know, that's why people are saying that I'm inspiring them and I should be grateful and thankful and not, you know, not, cynical about myself being like like i'm not shit why are they inspired by me you know it was just a really it was a a thing that i had to make a switch earlier this year about all that and just the way that i view myself and the way that i carry myself yeah man you're aware you've already started doing some work you recognize that doing work gets you gets you results and then and you're looking to like lean in further to do more work to get towards your results so that that's how like a, a normal breakthrough call would go is is exactly like how we just did. So that's um that's basically a demonstration of what a free uh, a free breakthrough call with me would look like. So anybody that's listening or any of your friends that uh, you think would benefit from what I'm talking about, the, the hour is free. Everybody is unique in what it is that they want to get to. Um, in the specifics, but generally, we all want the same thing, and um, that's that's how I like try to help everybody believe, or help everybody see that you know see the world with more compassion, recognizing that like you know everybody's suffering, so it's not like oh that asshole fuck that asshole. It's like just that person is at their point in their journey, and they're still suffering, you know. So like I can find that compassion instead of just being like, oh, fuck you, you know, like, and when you start just putting everything through that lens, you become a lot more compassionate with yourself, which is, which is really like what we're talking about. Like the big yep. barriers is, is about being more patient with yourself. Yep. It's about being more understanding, self-loving, self-caring, and that shit radiates out and people sense it and feel it and are drawn to it. And, um, you know, that like, it's real shit. It's real That's, magic. Yep. It's real magic. Hell yeah, man. That's huge, man. I, I love what you're doing, man. And I hope it, you know, I hope you keep seeing success with it. And I hope, you know, it, it, it just keeps growing, man, because I, I think what you're doing, the service you offer, 
is a valuable thing just in general to society, you know, just one person at a time. And that's what I always think of, you know, if I can just offer a compliment to one person or help somebody, you know, with one thing every day, you know, then, you know, I'm winning. So I, I feel like you're doing that on a massive scale. And uh, I just really appreciate that, man. And I appreciate you having this call with me, man, and being on the podcast, man. I feel grateful to do this. Like I'm saying, I feel good about doing it. And what, uh, what is, what is life besides every moment that you can feel good? You know what right. I'm saying? I, I feel lucky to be able to do this because uh, it feels good. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> it feels good making Hell other yeah. people feel good. Hell yeah. The world needs it, you know? So on a, on a different, are you still doing music? Are you, you working on anything? Yeah, man. Um, there's a, there's a few projects in line. Um, yeah. I made a handful of songs. We did that, um, released that song, um, in response to the, the up, uprising around George Floyd's death. Um, we, with, uh, Lady Midnight and, and Oh, that's Harris, right. Yep. Two for one. That's night. did that one. Um, and I have started the talks, uh, where me and medium Zach are uh, gonna create a uh, create a little project. Nice. Um, I've done done some. Uh, I shot a I shot a piece with uh, PBS that's gonna be airing. This oh, dope! Year. Yeah, Congrats, so this, man. Mo- this month a couple uh, a live performance video is coming out for PBS. Um, yeah. And then, and basically I just have some like sleeper, I have, I have some like singles that I kept in the vault that I'm not sure if I'm ever going to release just because of how much, uh, you know, how important it is to me, um, to kind of stay with the same message of compassion. Like basically, you know, some of my, so- I have some songs that are like petty, more petty than that, yep. <laughs> than I'd like to be anymore. They're, yeah. they're, they're therapeutic, uh, for me and serve the purpose for me. So I don't necessarily need to make them public. But, um, yeah, you know, I'm definitely making music and I, uh, love, love making music. So uh, inevitably there will be another, another record. I have a couple of singles with, uh, with Travis Gorman that we might make Dope. some music videos to. Um, yeah. Then me and my, my, my man, uh, Mike the Martyr, we talk all the time about making a project, but at this point there's just a few, a few random cuts floating around that, um, Maybe one day we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll bring it home. Hell yeah, but, man. yeah. That's what I like to hear, man. We can end this, but I really, really appreciate what, like I said, what you do, man. And um, you're an inspiration, man. I mean, you've always been one of my favorite uh, MCs in the cities. Like ever since I met you, like fourteen, fifteen years ago. Like I've I've just always thoroughly enjoyed you as like a person. Just like you're your stage presence, your flow, like, you know, just the conversations I've always had with you, just being around you, man. Like, I just really appreciate you, man. Dude, hell yeah. Congrats on your new, uh, new podcast, new Thanks, endeavor. Man. Glad to contribute. I'm going to go eat some dinner and uh, just unwind. Prepare hell yeah, for man. for another day. Prepare for another day of talking that real shit. Hell yeah. It's much appreciated, <laughs> man. Hell All right, yeah, man. Bro. Have a good night. You You too. All right. Peace.